mysterious butterfly people seen by multiple residents across the city of Joplin, Missouri during the 2011 F5 tornado. Strange paranormal phenomena happening before natural disasters strike. Tornadoes that seem to have a personality and mind of their own. Stay tuned because we have incredible remote viewing data that will shed light on all of this and more in this episode of Metaphysical. A plaque in Joplin, Missouri reads, quote, as the tornado lifted, the stories began. Stories of butterflies, butterfly people or angels that protected children from the storm. The stories were many and miraculous, but very believable when set against the backdrop of the physical devastation caused by the storm. So this was a, a plaque that they have up in Missouri. You can imagine what this is like. I mean, we've got one of the most devastating tornadoes that's ever hit a state. And in the history of probably the entire world, it's an F5 tornado. And we have all of these sightings of these strange beings. And we've got an entire sequence of events regarding the butterfly people that all took place around the time of May 21st through May 26th, 2011. So John, how you doing? I'm doing good. I find this fascinating because we have other stories around the world where people claim to have been taken out of a disaster, whether that's for what in, in some kind of scenario, like forgot something at home. So went back home and they missed the disaster time. But this, what's so unique about this is the fact that there are many people here who are claiming the same thing, the same butterfly person. Yeah. All across the city, right? We've got separate people all having experiences with butterflies or butterfly people. And now if you go to the town of Joplin, Missouri, there's murals all over the city of butterflies. And there's like even people, instead of having gnomes in their lawn, they're putting like butterflies in their lawn. Right. There's something deep about this. And, and for those of you at home, we're going to be going through these miraculous stories. But before we get to that, we want to talk about the sequence of events that occurred in Joplin. And, and for that matter, like that part of the Bible belt, really in the United States, where Tornado Alley exists because we have one of the largest tornado outbreaks on record, which affected Arkansas, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Oklahoma, basically the entire corridor from Lake Superior down to Central Texas. We have 158 deaths, 1,000 injuries in Joplin alone, 186 deaths in total. It's the second costliest tornado outbreak in U.S. history. The damage is estimated $7 billion in one week. And we have multi, it's like multiple vortexes, not just one. Uh, we have all kinds of homes, vehicles destroyed. People, of course, lost their lives. Commercial buildings were just flattened. In Joplin specifically, what's strange is Sunday, May 22nd, when the tornado hit, started off like any other sunny day in Joplin, Missouri. 
Uh, it's starting to get nice. It's after the winter. You know, we're, we're, I think we're up at about like 85 degrees that day. People were going to church and I think there was even a graduation ceremony that people attended for their local high school. Slowly, some storms that started in Kansas started to work their way up towards Joplin and the clouds there started to change. I mean, does this happen everywhere or is it like, is it just stormy? Do these storms just come and all of a sudden it hits like that? I mean, what do you think? I, you know, I, I, I have not lived in the Midwest, so I, I, I don't have any personal experience in these things, but I do think that, that there's, there can be a very short window between the formation of that supercell, um, and a tornado, especially with, with the ones that are like this because this one just was weird and nearly unnatural. It was really weird. I mean, we have a town or a city that has a population of almost 50 K in 2011 and around 5 PM things started to get dicey. And this was not just any storm. It was a supercell storm that was developing in Kansas and two thunderstorms merged just West of Joplin and began producing like a mega tornado residents were ordered to take shelter and they only had john 17 minutes to prepare yeah that's not a lot of time not a lot of time at all dude like that's like 17 minutes is like nothing right and then it's 2011 so you probably have less framework of technology that's pushing alerts to people so now you've got a tornado touching down and you know tornadoes are pretty short-lived like atmospheric phenomena they last right, for they about just like tap and then leave right? basically yeah they might not even develop into anything it spun for a half hour which is pretty long and it it reached the level of an f5 tornado and we are talking about a tornado that is one mile wide with winds over 200 miles per hour and it's just eating everything it's eating everything dude like it's one of the most devastating tornadoes in history some sources saying that there were three billion dollars in damages to Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, no, that you can see aerial photos of the the swath of devastation, which is absolutely mind-boggling. And yeah, regular homes, mobile, it didn't matter what it was. It's just like a a line of destruction. It's like Godzilla walked through. The question really is like what strange and impossible things did people report seeing during this devastating event? And was any of it true? So stay tuned because our remote viewing data is pretty amazing here, you guys. Uh, first, we're going to hit Emily's miraculous survival. So a 14-year-old girl named Emily Huddleston was being driven home from her brother's graduation ceremony when her car was picked up by the tornado and thrown nearly two blocks. A piece of debris flew into the car, lodged into her leg, but she was the only one of her group seriously injured. Every time she went outside after this occasion, butterflies would land on her. She's quoted as saying, there will be some that I can't get to leave me alone. We keep reading these accounts of people seeing butterfly people. It gets weirder because she sees this and she hadn't even heard that people were seeing the butterfly people. She survives this traumatic event, right? She starts hearing of other people's encounters with butterfly people and then she started looking at these butterflies differently because at first she was like, why are these butterflies all over me? This next account is really interesting. These are two cousins, Lage and Mason. They had miraculous survivals and an angel encounter. 
So Lage Grigsby, who's 14, and Mason Lillard went with their grandparents to Home Depot. The grandfather goes outside, uh, and the kids and the grandmother stay in the truck. The sky darkens, and the grandmother told Mason, child, to climb onto the floorboard, and she told them to pray. The truck was thrown 300 feet across the parking lot. The grandmother and Mason were trapped inside while Lage was thrown from the truck. Now, keep in mind, Grandpa wasn't even there. He was like in Home Depot. The roof was ripped off of home, off the Home Depot, but the grandfather somehow survived and started to look for his family. He could only find their car and recognize it because of its license plate, which said number one grandpa. He like the car was completely unrecognizable. Mason, the girl, had been impaled by a metal rod that came through the roof of the car into her shoulder. It took 45 minutes to get her out of the car. And the surgeons who worked on her said that she wouldn't have made it to the hospital if it had moved even an inch in either direction, which is miraculous in and of itself. Moments before the tornado hit, when the winds were picking up, this is where it gets crazy. She felt a hand placed on her shoulder. She thought it was her cousin Lage, but when she turned, she saw two angels in robes, one with brown hair and one with blonde hair. It was calming, and she knew that God was with them, either to take them to be with him or to leave them to do something great. Lage didn't see the beings at all, so her cousin didn't see these beings. Lage was later brought to the hospital, but they thought he was deceased, so he was left in the morgue. A worker there... Tracy Dye is walking through the morgue and laid a hand on Lage's arm and he let out a scream. Seriously? And so she, yeah. And so she ran and got the doctor and he was in six hours of surgery after that, that saved his life. And if she hadn't realized that he was alive, he might not have survived. Wow. That's, yeah, a, this, that's like probably a, a hospital worker's worst nightmare to have that. Seriously. Happen. I mean, yeah. but you can imagine like them making that mistake with so much chaos from all of these people right. coming in that were, were had passed from, from this tornado. Right. Man. And, uh, this poor kid Lage had to relearn how to walk and talk and remained partially paralyzed on the right side. I mean, there are memorials all over Missouri revolving around this butterfly theme. And there's a bunch of local legends that they all talk about and that are actually up in some of these, you know, memorials and stuff. One of these legends was a mother and a four-year-old daughter were driving through Joplin as the tornado began to close in on them. They didn't stay in the car, but ran to take shelter. The mother looked over her shoulder to see the car flying through the air, headed right towards them. The mother shielded her daughter with her body, but the collision never happened. Both were completely unharmed. The daughter said, weren't they pretty? But the mother had no idea what she, what she was talking about. She asked, didn't you see the butterfly people? They were protecting them in the storm. Another version of the story says the butterfly person used its wings to protect them from flying debris. Okay, local legend two a grandfather and two boys, three to five years old, they're trapped outside a building as the tornado approached. They, they all lied on the ground and held onto the grass to keep from being picked up by the wind. The wind was so strong, it ripped off the soles of their shoes. 
and the three were miraculously uninjured. The kids started talking about butterfly people overhead who had protected them during the storm. Man, those are intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's weird is like, I, you know, if we just had the legends, you could say, well, you know, these are just stories being passed around, blah, blah, blah. But then you've got actual real accounts of people having experiences with butterfly alongside this that right. makes there's something going on here, right? So many people covering these events in Joplin and firsthand accounts of these children claim that these sightings of beings happen as like a comfort mechanism in these traumatic situations. But what I think is like, is it more likely that these reporters and investigators instead use this as an excuse to, pl to explain away something that they really can't understand? These people didn't know each other, you know, and, and had no idea what another had experienced, but they've come forward. And my guess is that there's more than just that as far as people who have experienced that phenomena. We're not talking about Mothman's darker or lighter cousin. <laughs> lighter cousin. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about something totally different here. But then and, and this is really interesting, completely polar opposite to the Mothman idea. It is. When you look at old Renaissance paintings, when they were trying to depict angels, there's always this strange rainbow coloring that they put on the wings. Like they were seeing things that they couldn't explain. Some of these wings were not all feather wings. We do have, I mean, strange other historical accounts of people seeing beings like these in traumatic situations. Okay, so for you guys watching, this is the time where we're going to get into a big reveal here about what we actually found with our remote viewing data revolved around the events in Joplin, Missouri, the massive F5 tornado. Are the butterfly people real or are they a figment of these people's imaginations? It's basically Mothman taking some ecstasy and, you know, that's really what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I would love that explanation, but it's not. Actually, that explanation is so cool. What happened there, I think, is way cooler. And I think it's something that a lot of people in their life do experience without even knowing about it. We live in this realm in a mixture of frequencies, high frequencies and low frequencies. And we live in this multidimensional fishbowl while our physical body is contained to one aspect of this dimension, our mind is not. But most people focus on the physical aspect of ourselves without letting them experience or take, even if they do experience, they don't believe those experiences. And when a story is presented like this, you know, half people believe it and half people don't believe it because, hey, this stuff can't happen. It's all nonsense. So when we looked at with remote viewing the butterfly people, I thought it was like, it was literally just a rendition of angels. Here's the thing. We talk about angels as if everybody knows what the heck they are. It's because yeah, exactly. we have a box in it. You know, it's like, it, yeah. it's, it's in the angel box. Okay, it's good. It's kind of like portals. It's like, man, did you see that weird thing out there? Yeah, it's, it's from a portal. And it's just like, oh, okay, that explains it. And I'll walk away from it. It's the same thing with this. But it's way more interesting than just angels and what people think they are. So 
There are so many different reasons why the children saw them as butterfly people. When we remote view this kind of stuff in general, what we see is a lot of uh, rainbow colors because it's all spectrums of light, right? Mm -hmm. and, and these rainbow colors will often fluctuate around them. Winged creatures and, and light beings with no wings, it doesn't matter. They're, 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 they have this vibrational quality that we perceive rainbow colors quite often. And number two, the, the light beings that were um, doing this, which we're talking about more than one light being, but it's all the same light being, right? So this is something that humans can't quite grasp because yeah. everything is this and that here. But when you move into higher realms of being, everything is one. And these beings were straight from source, all one, and their construct was wanting to mostly engage with children. The one thing that would get those children to really perceive them would be that those beings looking more like butterflies. Like in our data, it's like described as those angelic beings, higher vibrational, whatever you want to call them beings, light beings, we're wanting the children to recognize them and remember them and wanting it to be something special, you know? So, so that's what, that's literally what we got. They were straight from source, straight from God, whatever you want to call it. And it was one being that when multiplied itself out in a sense. So it was all the same being, but they can look different. Right. And then you have the added thing of the, the child's mind interpreting as well. When things come from a higher dimension, we also have a ter interpretation process that we go to that can cover aspects of it, of it, and it can mold to the shapes of the aspects that you hold. These were real events that we looked at. They were not concocted. They were literally high vibrational angelic beings that appeared and were trying to save or help some of these subjects that were hurt during this tornado. You know, what hit me about this tornado so hard were the reports of how nice the morning started off in Joplin. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful day, you know, a bit hazy, but that's normal. And when I started hearing reports of these butterfly people, I mean, so many reports, I started to wonder, like, was there's something different about these tornadoes. And what I mean by different is it felt like uh, this tornado, so massive, so destructive, it just felt like something was off here. Like, was this some type of man-made tornado? And is it even possible to create one? And when I say that it's man-made, I don't necessarily mean that somebody has technology and they've created this thing. It could even be just industry being the way that it is and and like, you know, even power plants giving off too much heat or anything like that. It could be some recipe of conditions that create an unnatural just megastorm. Like this thing right. is like huge. Why would these angels be so bent on saving so many people when we have tornadoes all the time that are killing people and you don't hear as many of these accounts, but there was something special about this Joplin, Missouri tornado? 
where did the tornadoes come from, John? What like what does your remote viewing data tell us about that? Well, the tornado, um, I didn't see anything in the data and the remote viewing stuff that that basically said that the tornado was man-made or was influenced by <clears throat> by uh, humans in any way. Like other storms, like if you go into mythology, <clears throat> you will you will hear stories of storms that have something bad about them, storms that have a dark being guiding them, right? Storms that 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 seem to take advantage and push the chaos factor. So that's what we see with this in the remote viewing data. We see that this storm had a mind behind it. Now we're getting into like these almost biblical type situations of battle. And I think part of the reason why the angelic presence was there was to basically set across the board that butterfly people were there. Whereas in other disasters, and if people have an experience with an angel, they just sort of fall away. Right. But with this, it was sort of this front of this presence that came forward that wanted to be known and wanted the public to know. Because on the other side of that, when you get to this tornado, we see in our data that there's a darker mind behind it. There's a darker consciousness behind it that is seeking to take advantage of chaos. It's a mind. It's a consciousness. And storms at a certain level will have a consciousness. And this being sought to take advantage of this condition that was forming there in order to cause pain and suffering. This was not like a natural event. It started off natural, but it became more unnatural as it went forward in, in order for it to grow and cause that chaos and suffering. So we would talk about this in remote viewing data, like the types of deductions that people would come to would be very on the side of devils or satanic consciousness or just a dark entity consciousness in general. And it's so interesting because on the polar opposite, you've got the butterfly people, the angels, who are trying to resolve some aspects of suffering around this thing. Well, you know, what's weird is in the South, they call whirlwinds and tornadoes dirt devils. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. wet, in the Southwest, they're dust devils. As I was doing all of my research on what was going on, I was looking into all kinds of things, different tornadoes and stuff and storm chasers from the weather channel were quoted as saying like, quote, it looked like it had a mind that it had a personality, unquote. It, it, it almost exactly like what you're saying here. Right. Yeah, that's that that's exactly it. This this thing did have a mind of its own. When we look at it with remote viewing, it had a consciousness to it. And have you ever noticed storms in general? Um, sometimes they feel like there's a presence moving it. I mean, the, these these storms have high energy, and that high energy we had seen in the past can create portals can be used or beings can come through them yeah i mean why not if 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 yeah. possession is real and and these beings can get into a person or an object or or uh, an animal these other dimensions that exist alongside us you know it could look completely normal in this dimension and yet have something there behind it in another 
And it's like, just because we can't see it doesn't mean that radio doesn't exist around us that, that, you know, you know, it's, it's a, it's such a strange thing. And I mean, this really leads us to only more questions, right? Like how do tornadoes form? Why are craft UFO craft? Why are they often seen during massive storms? And if you think we're just making this up, just wait, because we found tons of examples of strange aerial phenomena around storms and tornadoes. And we've got all kinds of remote viewing data to talk about as well. 